I want everybody to eat. And maybe that's just me being a good ass person, but I want everybody to eat, whether you're in my life or not. You don't gotta sit at my table to eat. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to I almost said season two. Oh my god! Welcome back to Just Jay the podcast for season three. I'm dropping this Friday, February fourth. I am very happy to be back. Like the break was very much needed. I think I love I love every single time I take a break and you know give myself time to like regroup and get my shit together. But the break was definitely needed. I went to Vegas first of all. Okay, I got stuck there because it fucking started snowing in New in New York, so I was stuck in Vegas for like two extra days just terrible but it's fine i had a good time so i'm not really mad but i do want to say i have a lot of great things coming up for february and march i've been doing a lot of networking a lot of promoting myself a lot of you know trying to continue to take my brand to the next level and i think i'm it's gonna be really good like the people that i have i have a lot of special guests that i want to incorporate on this season as well and you guys are going to love them. They're really cool people, really determined, really hardworking, amazing people. And I'm branching out of New York. You know, I feel like New York is my hometown. It's where I, where I reside, where I'm at all the time. So I feel like I need to start incorporating new people outside of New York on my show because that'll just take it, make it 10 times better. And I think the last time I went to Atlanta, I did that really, really dope photo shoot for my show and everyone loved it. It turned out great. And I think Okay, I gave it away. I'm going back to Atlanta. Ah! <laughs> I'm going back to Atlanta. Um, no regrets. Love it there. I would pick up and move right now if I could. But yeah, I'm going back to Atlanta. Gonna have some really, really cool guests on there. You guys are gonna love that too. Um, but yeah. I don't know why I'm nervous. Like I like I don't be doing this for like three seasons straight, but okay. It's giving first day vibes. It's giving anxiety <laughs> but anyways i got some cool shit to talk about too okay can we just talk about first of all i want to talk about the dream that i had last night okay child when i tell you i woke up like literally crying from this dream so everybody knows i talk about it every damn season i want to move to atlanta okay everybody knows that right so in the dream i was in atlanta it was me my mom my dad my dog was there and my grandma, my mom's mom was there. So we were in Atlanta. Mind you, I knew it was Atlanta because I know the Atlanta, like I know the streets. I know what Atlanta looks like in the town areas. I know, I know that Atlanta vibe when I know it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, my mom's driving a black BMW. First of all, fire. My grandma's in the front seat. My grandma used to love to travel when I was younger. Like she was very independent, very, you know, just excited about life, very go get it herself. And I think since she got older, you know, she kind of not lost her independence. I would never say that, but I think she just, you know, is like, doesn't have her own anymore. And I think, don't get me wrong, I love my grandmother, but I, I remember her being so like on top of her shit when I was younger. And I used to love that about her. And 
I'm not trying to say that she's like a terrible person now because that's not the case at all. But I definitely think like just because she got older and she just like, you know what, like my kids will take care of me, which I totally agree with. But anyway, she had a suitcase and Shorty had just come back from a vacation. She used to love to go to Antigua. She used to love it there. So I, my mom dropped her off from the front. She was about to walk upstairs. I'm like, yo, I'll take your bag for you. Walk upstairs with her. Mind you, this dream was so real to me because like when I walked up the stairs to my grandma's house, it looked exactly like her house did when I was a child. And I immediately started crying because I'm like, yo, this looks exactly the same as when I was little. And I haven't seen that house in so long. Like the fact that I remembered exactly how the house looks is crazy, but you remember shit like that when you go get older. You remember your childhood homes that you've grown up in or that you've been around. You remember shit like that. So I started crying and she was just so happy, like laughing. And like, it was a really, really crazy moment for me because even when I woke up, I was like, yo, like that shit felt really real. Mind you, that's not even the half of the dream. It's, there's more. I had my own house. My parents had their own house. And I remember Bane was running all around my house and they were like, yo, bring Bane over, bring Bane over. We miss him. It's not fair that you get to live with him. And everyone was so happy. Everyone was so at peace. There was, I, it wasn't a stressful situation. It wasn't, it's, it, it, the dream was everything that I have dreamed my life to be in Atlanta with my parents. Cause I always say, if I move to Atlanta, I already know my family's going to come with me, but it was literally everything that I've dreamed of everything that I've envisioned for us in a different state. So I loved it. I literally woke up crying immediately. And it was just like, wow, I literally woke up. It had to be like 3.45 this morning. And I was laying in bed. I was like, yo, like that dream really, really got, got some emotions coming out of me right now. So I was like, I got to write it down. I'm literally in my, in my notes, three in the morning, texting, typing down everything that happened in the dream. So I didn't forget it. Cause you know, sometimes like you wake up and you have a dream and then you'll forget and then it's like, what the fuck? That dream was so good. Like, why don't I remember? But yeah, so I was like, nah, I'm not about to lose this one. So I was writing it down. And then I read it today at work over again. And I'm like, wow, like, I haven't had a really good dream like that in a minute. There was a lot of other things that happened in the dream. But like, I just feel like the person that I was talking about last season finale at the end of the episode when I was like, I, I see this person growing. I see this person doing big, big things and being famous. Literally, the person was in the dream and Gunna and Young Thug were in the dream. And this man is talking to these, these, these people like they're his friends. So I'm like, wait a minute. It just, it, it, it felt too real. It felt way too like, whoa, what's going on? I said this before. I spoke this into existence. It, it just said, wait, it was too much. It was too much. It was too much for me, especially at three in the morning. It was just too much. But definitely a good dream. Definitely. I'm happy I had it because it really has me thinking like, wait a minute. It has me thinking about a lot. And it triggered a lot of emotions for me because I definitely cried at work this morning. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway, I kind of want to, this episode I want to talk about being a woman and how to develop better relationships as a woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, first of all, let me just say that I'm a very emotional woman. I said this on my four minute combo. I have started 
posting like four minute, three minute combos on my Instagram, just in, a way for me to interact with my audience and my followers, just so that they, you know, can see me on the timeline and not just wait for my episodes every week. So it's good talking points. It's good, like conversation and my followers have loved it so far. So in the last one, I talked about how I'm, I'm a woman, I'm an emotional woman. I'm, I feel things 10 times more than the next person probably would. And I spent a long time being embarrassed of that. I spent a long time like, damn, like I hate that I'm so sensitive. I hate that I'm so this and I'm so that. And as I've gotten older, I've realized like it's not about sensitivity. It's about just being emotional. It's about actually caring about the things that you do and the people that you interact with so that when things don't work out and they go left, it hurts, which is normal, which is totally fine. That's totally how it's supposed to happen. Everything is not always going to be peaches and rainbows. So when things go left for me or like certain situations don't work, I am so hurt over it. And it takes me a long time to get over a lot of things. And basically that's what I was just talking about. And then I kind of got another thought where it's like, I feel like everyone always says like, oh, I don't owe this person anything. Oh, I don't owe this to you to be a good person towards you. And respectfully, you do owe it to people to be a good person, especially when your actions affect someone else's life negatively. Like, for example, let's say I'm in a relationship with someone and we're not even in a relationship. We don't even got to go there. Let's say I'm talking to someone before, you know, you know how the talking stage goes. I'm talking to someone and I'm doing things that I feel like I have a right to do. I don't owe that to you because you're not my man. I don't owe it to you because we're not in an exclusive relationship. So I don't owe you anything. But if you establish that connection with that person and y'all are talking or y'all are doing whatever y'all are doing, you owe it to them to be a good person. Because at some point, if the lines get blurred and your actions end up affecting them negatively and hurting them, you owe it to them to be a, per- a good person, a decent person, and be like, you know what? You're right. I shouldn't do that. Let that situation go or explain it to the, situ- the, the person, but we do owe it to people to be good people. And I feel like sometimes we don't, there's, there are times where we don't know that our actions are affecting someone negatively, but I feel as though when you do know that you're hurting someone and when you do know that you're not necessarily being the best person and the most positive person you can be in someone's life. You do owe it to them to be a good person. And I don't know if that's just me naturally being a good person, so that's naturally how I am, but you owe it to people to be good. That's the, the gist of it. And I think I think a part of, because I've been doing a lot of self-reflection and I've been trying to really, really grow and really heal from the things that like go on in my head. And I personally feel like when I was growing up, I was never big on my emotions. I, I was, I've always been a crier, but I never really pointed out my emotions and said, okay, why do I feel this way? What's going on? Until I got older. And I think this, is, this might be a black household thing, but when you're about to cry in front of a black mother or a black, no, a black mother, yeah, let me, let me stop there. There I don't know how many people have heard this when they grow when they were younger. Why are you crying? Because I couldn't really give you something to cry for. My mom and my grandma used to say that to me all the time. And it's, it's like, okay. <laughs> you, you're forcing yourself not to cry because you're equating crying and showing emotion to punishment. I know. 
I blew my mind when I thought about it. But realistically, that's what it is. And I think that's why when I was younger, I was just like, okay, I'm not going to cry. I can't cry because I don't like, I don't want to cry. And you know, when we, we don't understand that when our parents or our grandparents say things to us or instill a certain type of way of living in us, it, it controls how we operate. It, 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 it molds us into the person that we are. And I think that I didn't know that growing up, but I know that now. So that that phrase will probably never come out of my mouth for my children because realistically, whatever you're crying for is a reason. You already have a reason because you're already crying. But I get it. You know, that's just an old black household thing that everybody was just like, why are you crying? I'll give you something to cry for type shit. And I, I hated it when I was younger. Okay. But we kind of have to, as adults, kind of have to really go back to our childhood trauma and realize how they affect us emotionally as adults. And we kind of have to unpack that. And we kind Because I feel like I also saw a post on Instagram a couple days ago and it was like, just because you had a shitty childhood doesn't give you an excuse to be a shitty human being or a shitty adult. I personally feel like, why not change that pattern? Why not do everything that you can to make sure that you don't have to be that way towards the future generations or towards the people in your life general just because you've been through some shit? That's why this podcast was like a major, a major important, ah, major and important are these fucking synonyms. Um, it was a really important thing for me to do because it was a form of healing for me because like I knew I was going to dig deep and dig deep into my past and talk about things that I don't normally talk about in my everyday life that I didn't really know contributed to me being the woman that I am. So I definitely think your, 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 your parents, your relationship with your parents is something that I think everyone needs to dig deep into because essentially your parents are who taught you everything. They taught you your way of life. They brought you into this world. So they raised you. They made you the person that you, well, they didn't make you. Well, they did. Well, technically, yeah, they did. But they, they are the, the blueprint for you of where you learned your morals, your values, how to be a good person, how to love. So I think you have to take accountability for yourself and your actions and realize, okay, let me heal from this shit. Let me heal from the things that I've gone through because if I don't, I'm going to continue to be a human being that I don't, I'm not necessarily proud of, proud of, a human being that's not necessarily a good human being. And I don't know about y'all, but I want to live my life as best, as positive, as good as I possibly can because life is already hard. So I think being a good person helps you in the long run. Because no matter how badly I get hurt, no matter how many times people stomp on my heart, be playing soccer with my heart, whatever, I'm, I know at the end of the day, I'm still an amazingly good person. And my heart is pure. I, everything that I do is with love. So it's never my L, realistically. And that's really what you, how you got to look at it. Whenever you're dealing with certain people or dealing with certain situations and you know your heart is pure and you know you have genuine and raw intentions with everyone that you meet, it's never your L. People never, you don't lose people. People lose you when you're a good person. So I think that's, that's period. <laughs> that's period. I think also 
when it comes to that's also me being a woman and learning about how to navigate in this world as a woman because when you're I think women are more in tune with their emotions and they often are in tune with the healing process so much more than men which I think is not really that great because I feel like men should be in tune with their lives and their healing process as well but I think as a woman the most important part of it is knowing your worth because that will keep you out of a lot of hurtful relationships and connections because you're making your decisions on who you fuck with based on your self-love for yourself. That also goes hand in hand with like changing the narrative of your relationships. Like like I said on the, literally last season, season finale, I said my relationships with the people that I love, my friends, you know, my just my relationships in general outside of my parents were suffering because they weren't as strong as I wanted them to be. And I felt like, well, not even I felt like, I realized that changing the narrative of how your relationships operate starts with you because you are the most important relationship that you'll ever have with another person because you are yourself. You're with yourself 24 hours a day, your entire life. So when I say change the narrative and start with yourself, I mean, speak to yourself positively. I mean, support yourself. I mean, uplift yourself. I mean, be for, be there for yourself, be your biggest cheerleader. And I think that that starts with you because when you see yourself, when you see yourself in a positive light and when you love yourself, it's easy for others to love you and it's easy for others to gravitate towards you because they see that positive light. If you're putting yourself down and you're treating yourself in a shitty way, other people are going to do the same. But when I, I also feel like when you carry yourself in a positive, respectful manner, people see that and people think, oh, she's dope. Let me gravitate towards her. People gravitate towards you when you're a good person and when you actually like exude self-love and exude self-worth i think that that's something that i really 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 had a hard time learning because i always used to say why are my relationships not work like why is it not working what what is wrong with me it's not that anything's wrong with you it's just that you're not putting the same amount of love and energy that you give to others into yourself and yeah a lot of my relationships have suffered in my life but i think I've been very, very distant to my friends and just everybody because I personally feel like all I want around me right now is realness and genuine vibes and loyalty and love. And I personally, respectfully, I feel like I'm the only person that can give that to myself right now. And that sucks because it, that gets lonely when you feel like you gotta be the, you're the only person that can be there for yourself or you're the only person that you can really like lean on that gets lonely but it's definitely giving me time to like regroup and recharge because i don't I, I just i don't think that i have the energy for other people right now i really don't like i i wake up every day work school podcast i don't have the energy to even do shit for myself let alone be there for other people and be everybody else's support system like i've been my entire life i think this is just a very me moment and I'm living in it. I'm basking in it. I'm not, I don't feel bad. And I'm proud of myself because I usually, whenever I go into modes of isolation, I really, I usually feel bad. And I don't. Because girl, I'm so tired of people. Not, like, 
I, yeah, I need to be alone. I need a second. And it's been a long second. It's been a couple weeks. But I'm chilling here. I'm good. <sighs> Another thing I want to talk about, because I, okay, I watched, I talk about Poor Minds all the time. Okay, Poor Minds is a really dope podcast of two best friends, um, Drea and Lex. They're really, really fucking cool. Two black queens just talking their shit and just doing their podcast together. And I think it's, first of all, it's funny as hell. Okay, I be rolling. Second of all, they really, really talk about real shit. And I think they are a part of my motivation to want to do this because I want to be like them. I want to, you know, have a gain of following and have people really fuck with my shit like theirs. So I had watched a... I had watched their episode with Don't Call Me White Girl. She's another amazing podcaster. She's funny as... Sh- oh my God, these girls. These bitches are so funny. They are so funny. Watch one episode with all three of them together. I promise you, you will be rolling. But anyway, that's not the point. I watched the episode with all three of them and they were talking about loyalty versus stupidity. Obviously, like when it comes to being a woman. And I feel like we all have... I say this all the time. I feel like we all have that one relationship that we were stupid in love in where we allowed so much shit. And as we got older, we looked back like, damn, that's not even, that's, that's way beneath me. I would never even allow that shit ever again now. And I think we all as women have to go through that. Some women go through it way earlier than others. I went through that shit when I was like 16, 17. It happens. So I definitely feel like I was that girl that was stupid in love for a guy. And eventually bossed up and realized that bitch you are so much worth so much better than what you're allowing yourself to allow and it's just it made me sick because it's like yo like the people that I was allowing this to do to me would never even get the time of day from me now which is so powerful because that just shows how healing and growth and transitioning into a woman can really affect you and I think when you when you when you're a woman and you're reflecting back on okay your moments of loyalty and your moments of stupidity stupidity you can't be so hard on yourself with the past lessons that you've learned because you you needed that to grow you needed that to know how to love you needed that to learn how to really be a woman out here and be you know navigating these streets with these men you needed that experience so i definitely think that every woman needs to go through that one time in their life where they Go through some real shit with a man. And it makes you look at yourself like, you know what? Bitch, you're so powerful. And you need to let this shit go and realize your worth. And when you actually do, and you put that work in to be a better you, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. And also, another another really fire point that was brought up in that podcast episode was that your blessings can't make their way to you with the wrong people around you. It's They're not going to happen. No matter how hard you pray, no matter how hard you, you know, manifest shit. If you have the wrong circle of people around you and the wrong leeches, I like to say, in your corner, your blessings are not coming through because you can't get those blessings with them with them leeches around you. You can't do it. It's, it's not going to happen. And I think when you, listen, okay, let me just speak real shit right now. When you cut off certain people and you're so sad about it and you're like, damn, why this shit didn't work out and you actually take the time to you know sit in your emotions and eventually you get over that situation and you look back and you're like wait a minute you you realize after you stop fucking with that situation and you let that shit go 
blessings just pouring in, pouring in, pouring in, pouring in. That shit will have you looking like, wait a minute. What was I upset about? Girl, this is what, this is why you need to let it go. Because look at everything that's laid out for you now. It, it's, it, that's, recently that's what I had to realize. And it sucks because certain situations you really, really want to hold on to. You really, really want to make work. But sometimes shit is just not supposed to work. And that's okay. And I think as women, we need to understand that because we're killing ourselves trying to get a man to notice us or realize our worth when realistically that motherfucker should see that shit as soon as you walk in the door. And if he doesn't, bye. Because like, girl, don't ever let these men stress you out. That's my number one rule. Okay, and I said that in 2021 and I failed it. And I'm not going to do it again. I'm not going to do it again. No, don't be a pick me. Don't be a pick me ass female because the right man will see you and automatically snatch you up out these streets quicker than these niggas could spell pick me. Okay, so don't don't be that girl. Don't even be that girl. Because as a woman, respectfully, we deserve to be loved. We deserve to be praised. We we, we deserve to live, be loved, and enjoy life. That's it. If any of those things is not happening due to a person or a situation, peace out. Peace out with it. Peace out with it. I think also our generation has to work on our relationships because I feel like the lack of sexual restraint in our generation is a problem. Celibacy is so easy when you understand that not everybody deserves to touch you. Not everybody deserves your body if they're not giving you, if they're not pouring into you, if they're not giving you good energy and actually making you feel good as a person, they don't deserve to touch you. If they're not making you feel good as a person and pouring into you and making you feel amazing, they don't deserve to touch you. Celibacy is easy as fuck for me. Like, because when you, when you go through a bunch of talking stages or a bunch of relationships with, with, with men and you realize like the right man will automatically choose you. Like the right man who wants you will literally come and get you. Like you won't even have to do too much. Like he will literally come and get you. When you realize that and when you see the people that are in your face who are not even up to par, you no, I'm good. I'll keep it to myself. I'll keep it to myself. And that's that on that. Because sex is such an intimate thing. And we don't realize... When we're younger, we're like, okay, we're just having sex, just have sex. I'm not that... No. We don't realize how powerful and intimate that is. When you're having sex with somebody, that should be somebody that you feel comfortable with. That should be somebody that you feel safe with. That you feel like... That you feel happy to give your body to this person. If you do not feel that... You are with, you're doing it, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it all wrong. And yeah, I'm not, a, no, 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 no. You should only be having sex with the people that you feel are worthy of your love and worthy of your time and your literal energy. That is the energy transfer. Don't be transferring energy with some people that you don't see yourself actually being with and that you don't see yourself like, what? Why are you transferring energy with just random people? That's weird. Don't do that. Don't. Don't do it. Don't even fucking do it. But I also think women, when women speak about themselves or when women speak about 
wanting to be loved or when women speak about what they bring to the table or what they deserve, here comes a man that's like, oh, well, what about men? What about us? What about y'all? What about y'all? Nobody said y'all didn't deserve love too. We was just talking about us for a second. Can you, I hate men like that. Let these women have their chance to speak and be heard. That's men's problem. First of all, men have multiple problems, okay? But let me name a few. First of all, always in women's business. Way too heavily. Why? That's weird. Mm, it's giving, mm, yeah, no. Two, why, why, why is there a competition? It's not men against women. Why are we not together? Why are we not together? It should be us against the world. Okay? I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not even gonna keep going, keep talking about men because y'all just, mm. I, I don't, my mom taught me, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. So I'm not gonna. But, yeah. I definitely think that as a generation, we all have a lot of work to do. We all have to be accountable for who we are and what we what energy we put out into this world and what energy we give to the people that we fuck with, realistically, because like, hold on, my bad. We all have to like realize like this individually, it's always our world. Everybody else is just living in it. So you have the power to allow any, allow someone access to you and your world and you also have the power to take it away. When you're, when you're on such a important and powerful healing and self-love journey like I am currently, you have no problem blocking, unfriending, removing. I can't do it. Especially, it just, the hardest part for me, right? I think this is, I've been going through this for like the past couple weeks. The hardest part for me is turning my back on somebody that I genuinely care about. But at the same time, I genuinely care about you, but you're putting me in a position to never want to talk to you ever again in my life. Why would you do that? <laughs> Why would you do that? Why would you do that? <laughs> Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Like you're... But you know what? You can't, you can't justify anybody else's actions because we are grown-ass adults. We, I'm 21 years old, okay? I'm about to be 22 in April. Uh, we're in our 20s. We're getting older, okay? We're getting up there. You know exactly what you be doing to people. You know exactly how you make people feel. You know exactly the energy that you put out. There's no excuse to be a shitty human being to people that actually genuinely care about you. What's, what's the excuse? What is it? That's stupid. That's dumb. Because when you're an actual grown adult who is accountable for their actions... You're not going to want to make people feel like shit. You're not going to want to make people feel any kind of way towards you because your intentions will always be pure. And whether the weather, the situation, I'm going to always keep it a buck with you. If I don't want to talk to you, I promise you, I will tell you, I don't want to talk right now. I'm not going to ignore your message. I'm not going to leave you on scene. I mean, I will probably leave you on scene because this is my phone, first of all. But I'm, I'm, I mean... I won't do it unless, like, unless I really, really feel like you deserve to be left on scene and you deserve to know that I'm ignoring you. But if I don't want to talk to you, I'm going to say that. I have no, I don't like when people ignore me. I don't like when people read my messages and don't say nothing because it's just like, okay. Now when you're blocked in the morning, then what? Now I'm, now I'm wrong. Now I'm the shitty person. No, see, I'm not about to play with y'all like that. Okay. Leave me on delivered 
or leave me on scene, block Yana immediately. Because what do you, I am, too, you're going to leave me, me, me. No, no, you're not. You're not. Try the next girl, please. Try her, not me. Don't ever try me. Try somebody else. Yeah, no, I'm not with that shit. I'm not with that shit. Especially because I'm, like I said, I'm too emotional. Because it could all be so simple. This is another thing that I've realized about myself. I'm straight to the point. I'm going to tell you like it is because I don't need that extra conversation. I don't need nothing. If I don't want to talk to you, I'm going to tell you. Because I know how it feels to be ignored when you really want to talk to somebody. And then your overthinking starts triggering. And you're like, oh, what, what are they talking? What are they doing? Why are they not talking to me? No, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna let you. Nah, I'm not even gonna let your mind roam like that. I'm gonna just strictly tell you, I don't want to talk to you. It's that simple. It is that simple. Simple to be an adult who says what they want and what they don't want. That simple. I just read y'all to the gods just now, but I'm. Am I capping? Am I lying? No, no. I'm telling straight facts right now because I literally have lived this. I lived this life, okay? So I I know. I know how to I know I know how to be a good person. But hey, what do I know? What the fuck do I know? I saw it's gonna be off topic, but I saw um a meme on Instagram and it was like what sign continuously gravitates towards you. Can we talk about this for a second? I don't know what has happened to me. But since the summer, that was like six months ago. I don't even know. Maybe five, six. I don't know. Five, six, seven months. Use your imagination. Leos have had me in a chokehold. Why? I don't know. Okay. Every man that I meet is a Leo. What the? Why? Why? No. Please. Every time. Bro. It literally happened to me yesterday. I met somebody. Oh, what's your sign? I'm a Leo. I wanted to fall out. That's like number 17 that I done met. Get away from me. Why are y'all? Leo men, I, Jesus. They're so dramatic. <laughs> they are so like, wow. They're, yeah, they're a handful. They're a lot to deal with. And I just don't got the time. I don't got the time. Nope, nope, nope. My dad's a Leo. Okay. I love Leos. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. They're fire. But they're very dramatic. And they're big ass babies. Why? Come on, dude. You are a lion. You are the king of the jungle. Acting like this. No. Can't. Leo and um, Gemini's. When did I say I like Gemini's? I never said that. I could have sworn I said the opposite. What's going on? I don't know. I don't understand. I want God to send me a nice, wholesome loving Pisces man I always said that I think my soulmate is a Pisces because they're just so loving they're so romantic they're so like sweet they're funny as hell like yeah definitely think my my, my soulmate's a Pisces or he may be a Leo but it's just it got to be the right Leo you know what I'm saying these things ain't the right Leos mm -mm. but yeah it might be a Leo because I feel like Leos handle me differently you know what I'm saying they know how to like get me together while being respectful. And it's just like, I like, I don't know. I like Leo's being, I like their like energy, but they're just, no, there's terrible people, terrible people, <laughs> terrible people. <laughs> just kidding. Don't, 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 don't come at me for that y'all, please. But yeah, anyway, I think I, I just talked about magic mad shit mad different i mean actually they all kind of tied together but i just talked about mad stuff and 
I feel good to be back. I can say that, honey. I feel really good to be back because it's just been a long time since I put my little poster up. Can we talk about this? Can we talk about this logo again? I can't believe it's me. She's so pretty. Like, oh, she's so pretty. But anyway, yeah, that's my logo and it's fire. But let's talk about the things that I have coming up. Okay, so... I have decided to go to Atlanta again next month because I had to, I had an artist reach out to me, an Atlanta-based artist, and um, we all know the first artist that I ever had on the show was J Dot. Um, that is season two, episode two, I believe. I think oh, don't remember. That was a really good episode. That was my favorite episode from season two because I just loved the conversation. I think it was a really good way for us to promote each other and support each other and just talk about like life with each other and I think it was really really cool so I'm excited to have another artist um especially one out of New York I can't wait to get back to Atlanta I love it there can't wait to see my friends and my family bro but um yeah definitely gonna have another artist on there he's really 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 dope I can't wait for y'all to talk to him and then I will have my best friend on there too who is also from Atlanta he's funny as hell cannot wait for that i don't know how we haven't been on the episode together already but yeah that's neither here nor there then i will also be collabing with another atlanta podcaster who is just trying to start her show really really cool sweet girl um yeah y'all y'all are gonna love the content that i have coming up and then i also have really really good business opportunities and networking ideas for you know the people in my city so I'm excited. Like, I think when you go through some shit that makes you sad and kind of breaks your spirit a little bit, you gotta like keep going and make plans for your dreams and execute them. Cause like the world don't stop for nobody. You can be sad, you can be heartbroken, whatever, but the world gonna keep going. And the more the world keeps going while you're sad, stuck in that hole, you're missing opportunities, you're missing money, you're missing a bag, you're missing actually living. So I definitely feel like I'm back in my bag and i'm back <laughs> i'm excited life is good okay when you know you got some good opportunity mark my words i said this in january 2022 is going to be the year that just jay this lovely podcast here goes up i don't lie either and the universe is heavily on my side watch watch me Watch me do it. Watch. Okay? Watch. Watch. Just watch. And when I, when I do, and when I do, clap for me. Round of applause. Like that song Jay-Z said. Clap for, clap for that. Clap for me. All right. Bye, guys. We in the third season. We are in the third season. Wow. This episode will be dropping February 4th. I hope y'all tune into seasons one, tune into season two. Like every season gets better and better. So I'm telling you, listening to seasons one and two before, you know, you, we really get into season three is really going to change your whole perspective of like, not even change your perspective. It's really just going to make you see how much I've grown, how much I've really, really put my time and my effort into this. And I've dedicated a large portion of my life to this dream and we live in it. Is here.